there was this pullback, I feel, into a normal. And that that normal really disturbs me. Like I don't I don't want to hang out in any kind of normal. I I I felt this transition and where we went with our work is helping those who likewise are not really comfortable in the normal and not really uh, content with the status quo, uh, working with those who feel likewise disruptors who are on the quest for bringing out their authentic selves more and more and more into the world and reinventing their work in the world and just always living on that edge of possibility. Welcome to Reward, the podcast of The Trust. We are the show specifically for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses into the multi-million dollar revenues and beyond, but especially because we know the reward is much greater than that. I'm Allie Brown, and I'm excited to introduce you to these diverse female leaders from a variety of industries, women making huge impact and who are unwilling to settle for the status quo. On the web, visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there. Now, get ready to enjoy this episode's powerful conversation. I am here with Dr. Valerie Rain, and this is, uh, it always feels like a circular moment with you. I don't know why, every time I see you, and even virtually, it's like we're, we're coming back around to something. I think that started, that kind of started, you know, even just so long ago. And I'm always so excited to hear what you're working on because your work is so groundbreaking. But I I, I do want to mention that, you know, the, the flagship book that, and, and phrase that um, you developed what is called patriarchy stress disorder. And we have the book here and um, gosh, just so much has happened for you. And you've made happen over the last several years that I just want everyone to know about you. So I'm going to let you share a bit about your evolution first into becoming Dr. Valerie Rain. Um, And then there's so much great stuff you're working on now, too. And oh, my God, I feel like we could talk for three hours today. Yeah, we've been circling uh, right in each other's uh, orbit uh, for since way before COVID. It feels like another era altogether. And I forever thank you for being just a key mentor in my world as I was birthing the book. So forever go down in history as a doula of patriarchy stress disorder. Thank you for that. It's um, what's happening, right? COVID, I feel, uh, I hate starting with COVID. Yeah, that's a downer. Okay, go ahead. Like it, it was the time of uh, awakening, reckoning, and th- th- there was this pullback. I feel into a normal, and that that normal really disturbs me. Like I don't, I don't want to hang out in any kind of normal. I, I, I felt this transition, and where we went with our work is helping those who likewise are not really comfortable in the normal and not really uh, content with the status quo, uh, working with those who feel likewise disruptors who are on the quest for 
bringing out their authentic selves more and more and more into the world and reinventing their work in the world and just always living on that edge of possibility. And that's where we have been going with the thriving that I've been co-developing with my partner in life and in this work, Jeffrey Tambor. Um, and we're super excited about this um, journey of really witnessing ourselves and people we work with just break through to the next levels of authenticity, feeling brightness in their lives, their innovative ideas, and things just flowing easier. You know, I feel in, in this time, there, there are so many burdens that we are just bombarded with culturally. And it is such a revolutionary act to choose the path of creating ease in our lives. And I don't mean slacking, you know, not like the ease of sitting on the couch and eating bonbons, uh, but the ease that we can find doing this transformational work by letting go, releasing through this transformational work, uh, the burdens that are not even ours, the cultural, intergenerational, mm. collective burdens that make up the bulk of what we're carrying. And that's where the lightness comes so from. This is the next level of past. the work you had done before, right? Yeah. That was like the foundation. And now you're yeah. moving into like taking us into this new era for women. Yeah, I feel it's been um, taking us, you know, on, on this journey. Some things have been, you know, fallen away. Some things have been like, okay, this is, it's time to let go of this and that and, and focus on on this mission that we're really excited mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So what do you see happening for you know, when, when, when clients come to you or you're observing women and you get to observe a lot of women, women that you're around, women you work with, the women even around us in the trust, right? And, and how we go about typically looking at success, approaching success. Um, what do you see now your work really applying to and like shifts that we could and should be making? Hmm. Um, I love the title of your podcast, Reward, and there are such significant rewards in the world of entrepreneurship. We get on this journey for greater freedom, for greater impact. And what I've been observing in high-achieving women, including myself and all pretty much high-achieving women I know and work with and are friends with, uh, am friends with, is that there is that gap in the reward. Yes, we are able to create fantastic impact in the world. And um, I mean, the metrics are there, the revenue growth, the, the jobs that we're creating, um, et cetera, et cetera. And the gap that I'm seeing is in the depth of our own experience of freedom, lightness, happiness, fulfillment, vitality. To give you an example, I was uh, having lunch with this phenomenal woman who uh, had been working on a world-changing project for a good decade, and it finally came to be. It's a huge world-changing accomplishment. 
And I was celebrating very actively with her. And I noticed she was looking at me kind of funny. And then she spoke to it. She said, you know, you asked me how I celebrated it. And I did. I, it's just not something I do. I was just, I was feeling a little crushed inside for all of us. For all of us. Because this is the edge for high-achieving women to be able to celebrate our accomplishments and not even the huge world-changing milestones we had been working toward for a decade. But on a daily basis, what we show up to, how we are, is celebrating, feeling this joy, feeling this excitement and not holding out on ourselves until I... I'm going to celebrate when I read uh, whatever metric. And then we get there and we're too fucking exhausted to even to even celebrate when we don't have that capacity. Well, one of our clients, when she came to us, she was at the top of her field. Um, a very, very, um, and it's very hard to get on the top, uh, um, on top of any field. And especially in, in tech where, where uh, she was rocking it out. And, her goal was, she said, I want to feel something other than tired. I want to feel something other than wow. tired. And kudos to her because she was even aware of that. Right, Ellie? Like so many of us, we're just denying ourselves even that awareness because who are we, right, to ask for more? Because our lives are amazing. Our lives are fantastic. Can we be so greedy as to want something more and she dared to want to feel and um through the months of working together getting in touch with her deeper feelings completely transformed her life and she was starting out a pretty great mm-hmm. place beautiful you know beautiful career family home health everything and since she actually got in touch with the feeling of not being okay with her career and her huge desire to do world-changing work and have the impact outside of that. And so she actually left her career and she created her own consultancy and she is creating amazing impact in the world. And she keeps saying, and I, I always pause when she says that, she says, you guys saved my life. And I always pause because her life did not look like it was in need of saving but what she means or what i think she means is the bigness of feeling that she is able to live in Mm. every day with how she connects with her daughters how she connects with her husband how she shows up to her um, assignment to her mission in the world and how she negotiates oh my gosh again that feeling when something is off she recently negotiated a fantastic deal where they were actually trying to get her to say yes to something, like letting somebody else in on her IP. And she was like, no, F you. Uh, it's my IP. I, I've been developing it for a good decade. No, just no. And then she said, you know, before I started doing this work and I got in touch with my true feeling, I would have said yes. I would have said, I would have just rolled over. It's a big deal. They're just asking for this person to be in on my IP what's the big deal I could share? And now she's like, no. It's interesting <laughs> that um, I, I find for myself as well as the women around me, I know I've made shifts similar to this, that 
it is like a <clears throat> excuse me it's like a it's like a domino effect that gives you start giving yourself permission in one area and then you start getting clearer yes. and clearer in your other it's like a boundary domino line it's like no 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 and i could do this too and then you're in this whole new place of it's interesting i I I have to I go through cycles with this and and I'll jump in because I think this is relevant to what a lot of women are feeling right now. Like we go through a phase of we're going to give ourselves permission, we're going to work a different way, and then we get caught up again. And then like, what if it doesn't work? And we go back to the the hard way. And I think because it's the it's the evidence we have, right? It's the proven way. It's mm -hmm. it's the traditional way. Is like you work harder, you work longer, you don't rest. You know the hustle culture, all this stuff. And, um, and, and so, you know, how do we stay in this place more, Valerie, besides like, you know, ceasing contact with all of the outside world, which is sometimes what I'd like to do. Um, yeah. but you know, I was hiking this morning. I'm just like, can I just do this all day? You know? Um, but that's a great example. Like how mm -hmm. do I make that part of every day now, instead of just when I have the time and don't have calls, bigger conversation, but you know, how do we, how do we stay in more of that place? Where as women, you know, we, we know we thrive better from this whole different model than we thought we had to work in. Hmm. So I, I'm going to bring in, <laughs> to answer your question, I'm going to bring in the role our subconscious mind plays into how we make decisions. Because consciously, I mean, we know, we, we know it's getting in the way, we we know what, what's working. We know what we want. We know what we want consciously, but the subconscious sometimes has a different agenda. And uh, what we know from research in neuroscience is that our actions are decided in our subconscious. They are decided in our subconscious. And then the conscious mind hops on that bus later to create stories and rationalize away why we're choosing this, why we're choosing hard, or why we're choosing this. It, it, it all makes sense, right? We can make sense of everything. We're brilliant. So how, how to work with the subconscious? That, that's what becomes the question. So uh, since you went hiking, I'm going to give you a hiking metaphor. <laughs> um, if you were to hike with a backpack, and that backpack is not light, it is actually loaded with a lot of stuff. And that stuff comes from um, intergenerational programming, stuff that got passed down from previous generation, cultural programming from your own experiences, any emotional pain that has not been fully processed and digested, any experiences, memories, like, and even soul the soul journey and soul imprints, and it's all in the backpack and it's a ton and all of that lives in our subconscious. And so we are doing our best and because we're all powerful and strong, that's actually a double-sided coin because we're so powerful, we're gonna press on, we're gonna work harder, we're still gonna go up that mountain, but at what cost? And so when we start unpacking the backpack, because we've all probably tried some version of that, either coaching or therapy or working with some aspect. Let's say we work with personal experiences. Okay, great. We start unloading the backpack. So we're dropping those out. We're not even aware there are other layers. But the thing is, other layers, other compartments, they're all interconnected. So we're dropping those out 
but they're still stringing behind us, right? Because they are hooked into our soul experiences, into our um, collective intergenerational experiences. There's mm-hmm. a lot, right? So it's kind of a, a little bit of a complex um, answer to the question, but that that's what has been working in our experiences. And what that's what at, is at the core of the thriving method is that we are looking at the roots um, holistically in all these places, in the generational and personal early childhood and um, even soul. And we are approaching them not only from one perspective, right? Here are all the roots, but how do we work with them? Not only from the mind perspective, but we're working with the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the body, and also energetically, spiritually. So that that's in our experience that's what, what unhooks all this load that we're carrying with us in that backpack. And we can effectively release mm. it. What are what are the um, results when women do that? Well, um, gosh, where do I begin? So, any area, um, clarity in decision making, for example, right? No self doubt, just hard to believe, right? When you drop something, you get an instant answer. Like looking looking at our system holistically. Some systems talk about the three brains that we have up here in the head, in the heart, and in the gut. So doing this work, we're releasing the gunk, this load of patterns from our body, from our energetic system, right, from all these different roots. And we're able to then connect with clarity, with our heart, with our gut, and our conscious mind is also not Mm -hmm. about it. Our relationships, our connections uh, with others, our intimacy, we're able to be in our vulnerability, in our joy, uh, because all that gunk creates defenses. It's hard for us to show up authentically. And uh, Brené Brown calls joy the most vulnerable emotion. I remember she said that. She said it was the most difficult emotion to lean into because when you do, mm-hmm. you feel like you're tempting fate. Like you're tempting fate, exactly. But she doesn't exactly comment on why. And and here is the why. Um, intergenerationally, it has never been safe for women to show up authentically, to be who we are, to speak our minds, to show up in our power, to feel joy. So I'm going to give a little scientific mm. bit here coming from research in epigenetics. In this study, researchers introduced the smell of cherry blossoms to mice while simultaneously zapping their feet with mild electric shocks. These mice were then bred, and their children and grandchildren, when exposed to the smell of cherry blossoms, showed a strong fear and anxiety. Wow. Yeah. Not only the children, but their grandchildren. And their grandchildren. And they've only done this research on three generations. So we don't know how far it goes, but we know from indigenous traditions that they look at seven generations before oh, right. and after. Our science hasn't exactly caught up to everything, but there is a lot of wisdom, right? So what does it mean for us successful, high-achieving, powerful women today? 
is the more that we reach for more in our lives, we color outside the line that were allowed to previous generations by the patriarchy, by all the nesting systems of oppression, patriarchy, racism, colonialism, you name it. And our nervous system and our subconscious signals, unsafe, unsafe, mm. unsafe. And that creates a load of stress that feels normal. It just feels normal because that's how we've always mm. felt. And um, it's, uh, yeah, and that stuff is in, in that backpack, right? We can start unloading that. We can start healing that so that we can feel joy and it can feel safe. Sexuality is the same way. In order for us to feel turned on, to experience orgasms, right? To, you know, to just feel like really juicy. We need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. It's simple, right? We need to feel safe. Well, so safety enables relaxation. And relaxation enables all these great feelings of joy, turn on, even connection with our intuition, guidance, um, you know, connection with source. It's all kind of, right? It's a good thing. <laughs> How did you become uh, so interested in this topic and this direction, you know, from your, your background? Well, <laughs> it's my own journey trying to answer the question, what's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> that started out, you know. As far as I can remember myself, this question has kind of defined everything I did. And at some point, I discovered that the question was just not going away. But um, if I focused on academics, on achievement, on uh, like being good <clears throat> and doing good, then uh, it, it distracted me from the question. It kind of muted it, right? And so uh, I went on the journey of studying psychology. Again, what better way to answer the question? And two graduate degrees in practicing as a therapist still didn't answer it. Um, and then one day I was on the phone with a client and I noticed that I was smiling only with the right side of my face and the left side of my face and my left arm and the whole left side of my body just hung in there. And I ended up in the emergency room with these symptoms that mimicked symptoms of a stroke. And thankfully, after scanning me up and down, they gave me the diagnosis of just stress. Just stress. And um, that, of course, was a hugely relief. But also, uh, it got me on the journey of discovering what I did not learn in my two graduate schools psychology why was it that my life was so great yeah and I was carrying so much stress without even being aware of it if you had asked me Ellie like how are you doing I would have said exactly yeah. great my my practice is thriving my family is great I'm very happy and the truth is I was numb mm. I I thought I, I I should be happy right because I had everything I ever wanted but I was numbing with work and other substances. And uh, I had no idea the amount of stress I was carrying in my body until half my body wow. just shut down to calm my attention. Wow. So that was the defining moment. 
I, so many of us can relate to that too, because we, it becomes the normal. We don't remember what it feels like to not be carrying all yeah. this weight in addition to the mental backpack, right? <laughs> There's literally all the stuff we're, we're carrying. I go to a, yeah. a, a great naturopath and I love her because she's always like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. She's like, no, really. And then I'll just start, I'll just start crying. She's I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. Every time I come in here, I cry, you know, but it's, it's a place to like be honest and like be honest about your body and like what's, what's, what you're feeling. And then suddenly I'm aware of it then when I think about it, you know, and, and how it affects us. It's so tough. Absolutely. And kudos for crying. That is awesome. It's, it's, it's an edge for us to even feel that we deserve or we are entitled to mm. this these feelings of, of you know tears are there and grief and anger and frustration and dissatisfaction when your life is so great right and and this is this is something for us i feel this is where we can start the conversation just Finding a quiet moment, maybe for some of us, it will be a place in nature where we can feel safe to just feel mm. a little bit, allow it just a little bit, just to touch it a little bit. You don't have to do it all day unless you're so inclined. Give yourself two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have, right? Or maybe it's with a trusted friend or, or professional that creates that safe environment and can ask the question, how are you really? And by the way, I don't mean that what you're going to discover is all tears and despair. Sometimes you're going to discover suppressed mm -hmm. joy. There is a story in my book that also has to do with another aspect of intergenerational uh, inheritance that we carry. And in the story, a little girl um, at school um against all odds and all expectations, wins class presidency. This girl is black and she was running against a very popular white girl. So that was completely mind-blowing for her. She was exploding joy and she was running home to tell her mother. Her mother suffered from depression. And the moment the little girl opened the door, she felt that there was no space mm. for her yeah. joy. was not the time, was not the place. And so when her mom asked her, how are you doing? How was your day? She said, it was good, mom, and went to her room. And this is how we also have learned to repress our joy. And this is also multi-generational, because yes. again, they just feel safe. And so in those quiet moments, we may actually discover that there is a lot of suppressed joy in there um, waiting to I be I love felt. that. But that again, my safety. I think I, I, I actually relate to that because I grew up, I don't think, I don't think my mom listens to this show, but if she does, it's all right. She's 80. She's 80 now. We cannot talk about this stuff. Um, well, I know that, that, that generation, like many of our moms, like they, they never felt safe, like totally, right? Like it was a different type of relationship and dynamic with, in marriages and they were handling all this stuff at home just, and I never, um, it was interesting when you said that, I just realized that as well. Like I consciously, even to this day, don't share a lot of success stories with my mom 
and we keep it just yeah. to small talk because it's not uh, embraced. You know, I was like, things are fine. You know, all going well. Like there's not space. I like the way you said it. There's just not space to experience that joy. So I have a few friends that I bring that to instead. But the awareness of that is um, is interesting. Once I tapped into that, and you just reminded me that. And there's this stuff is so complex. This goes on. We could talk about. I, mean, the, I, I. This is. There's so much here. Like, I mean, do you think this? Are we ever done, Valerie? Like, or is this like lifetimes of? Of of uncovering, like, is there going to be maybe we're will not be fixed, but maybe our like great 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 granddaughters will be fixed? Do you think? Sure. I don't know what fun would it be if we ever like arrived at a final final yeah. destination and to come final. back in the future and, and see fix. all the women are are totally fine. Yeah. Well, I I I feel well. The battle cry, as you know, the battle cry of our work is how good can it get? How good can it get? And that journey doesn't have a final destination, I hope. It's just uh, each layer we peel back and release unveils new possibilities for how good can it get. And then we come uh, across that next layer of restriction. We're ready to release the next layer. Great. Um, and so I feel it's about just making it making it a lifestyle, right? Like any, any self-care or or how we take care of our finances, how we take care of our businesses, taking care of our happiness, of our vitality, prioritizing it, not settling for, oh, my life is good, therefore I'm happy. No, F that. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm supposed to. <laughs> you can, it's, we're open. Yeah. We're open. Okay, yeah, what, what is what is one, one step or one shift that, that all the women watching or listening could make right away? So here's a little exploration you can engage in right, right here and now. Um, pick a pattern, any pattern you, pick a card, any card, pick a pattern, any pattern you've been trying okay. to shift for some time and you're still working with, right? Um, in, in your thinking or feeling or behavior. And um, connect, just take a few, a few breaths. And connect with your intuition, with your inner knowing, with your subconscious mind, however you want to frame it, without overthinking. And just like set an intention that this question you're going to ask is going to be a question directed to your subconscious. And then drop in that question. How much of this pattern started with me personally? Hmm. How much of this pattern started with me personally? And just notice what you get. You may get um, a sensation you may get, you may see a visual, you may um, just kind of hear or feel uh, an answer, or maybe nothing exactly happens. It's okay. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's like calling somebody we haven't talked to in years. Uh, we need to reestablish this relationship before the other party will reveal all the deep secrets. So it may be that we just do it from time to time in quiet moments. And then we start hearing that. We start getting more information. So, um, yeah, I'm curious if anything showed up for you or anything showed up for our listeners. Mm, yeah. Well, I didn't do it live on the spot because I'm, I'm in interview mode, but I'm going to yes. do that later. I like that a lot. 
because um, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm in a big well, transitional you. place, you know, with changes that I've shared on my previous show, you know, changes in my marriage and my, my life and just so many things going on. And it's the exciting t- time though, for me about the, this is that it's such a period of rediscovery of myself yeah. and having the space to do that. And so that's why I've always loved your work. Like every time we speak, even if it's in the hallway or like in between cocktails at a trust meeting, like I just, I'm like, I'll walk away like, wow. <laughs> Like there's just something profound. Like you just walk around saying profound things all day. So people should just follow you all around. I you know I I need to make a quick note here because my team reminded me that we do have an invitation call coming up for the trust. Which as if you've been listening to this show or watching the show, you know that all these women are a part of this amazing amazing community. And it was the community that I founded because I wanted something just like it, and I couldn't find it. And they're women who've reached a certain level, but the amount of um, depth to everyone and the types of conversations we have are truly extraordinary. So if you'd like to learn more, you know, even if you're not at seven figures yet, I invite you, come, come just learn more. Set this intention. Join us. Get all the details. Put this on your vision board. You can learn more about how to plan ahead if you would like to join us for 2024 or beyond. And you can sign up now at jointhetrust.org and, and spend some time with me and I'll just walk you through everything. And, um, you know, Valerie, in, in your development and everything that's happened in the last, you know, um, I mean, I keep thinking the last few years because to me at, at an observational level, that's when everything just has been like taking off for you. But overall, I mean, what is the reward for you? Hmm. I I have to say it's it's how I feel inside. When I started my journey, and that that was before you and I met, um, but you've probably heard me share about this. Um, very humble beginnings in terms of how I felt inside. I oftentimes felt incapacitating anxiety. I had recurrent depression um, into um, my mid twenties, and that's when I started getting into the healing work that had to do with mind, body, and spirit that, you know, after pulling together so many modalities um, now exists as um, the thriving method, that's when things started shifting for me. And uh, I feel very, very fortunate to be able to do the work in the world that is also the work that I owe my life to. According to statistics, I was supposed supposed to be on anti- antidepressants my whole life. Like with three episodes of depression, there is eighty percent of recurrence. And my last episode within five years, and my last episode was many many <laughs> years ago now. So, being able to feel the way I feel and being able to do the work that enables me to feel the way I feel. It's, it's all selfish, right? That's all not how I feel. But also the ripple effects. Because when I, when I feel amazing and I have capacity, not only for my emotions, I have capacity for my daughter's mm. She just turned in. And this is, to me, this is my biggest, um, my biggest pride. I don't, I don't take a lot of credit uh, as far as parenting is concerned, she is who she is. She came this way. 
the best I've done, I feel, is just like stay out of her way. But this I can take credit for because it's been a lot of work um, emptying out my uh, backpack and building my capacity. Mm. So now I can her big feelings and uh, she trusts me. She can bring big stuff to me. And so and that, that's, that's my vision for the world. That's my vision for what we can really experience and accomplish with these tools is feeling the way we long to feel um, and discovering how good can it get. So in every area of our lives, uh, in our intimate relationships, uh, that discovery continues and coming, um, coming across more layers, both in me and my partner of conditioning and things that are preventing us from going to that next level of intimacy and feeling as good as we're capable of feeling, raising the bar all the time. You know, patriarchy sets the bar very low. <laughs> yeah. Very, very low. And we deserve the most ecstatic um, experiences in life, how I feel. And, and one more reward um, that I want to mention. I, you said uh, for, for those who are not yet at seven figures, still come to the call and, and be inspired and maybe take it, uh, set an intention. So and that's exactly what I did. I remember being at one of your events at Iconic. And we were not yet at seven figures, but that's when you launched um, the trust team. Made that announcement. And I was like, damn, we're so yeah. close, but not there yet. And this became a huge motivation for me because I wanted to be in this group. I felt the magic. I felt oh, the bigness of what you're creating and having known you to bring together most amazing women. You should you magnetize to your orbit, just being who you are. Um, well, women like, you know, where else are we going to find a group like this? So I knew I wanted to be a part of that. So if it took getting over seven figures, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's make this happen. Is it like the, it's the only reason that you doubled your sales? You're like, just kidding. Why did I I love it. Yeah. Um, share share a bit more about what you're offering now where where everyone can go learn more about what you have today. Yeah, of course. So drvalerie.com uh, is where you can land and download uh, some, some tools. So head over to resources uh, and download some tools you can start using with some tools of the thriving method to aid on your journey in your discovery. So technically it's drvalerie.com forward slash resources, but you'll find them and um, reach out. I am on Instagram at drvalerie. Um, you can shoot me an email after you get the resources and share your experiences with me. And if I can be of support, if our team can be of support to you on your journey, we'll be happy to partner mm. in that. It's really about creating a thriving world for us. And we're looking at how we can bring these tools to people at every stage of their lives. At some point, I'd love to see these tools taught in schools and universities. And we're starting, of course, with my favorite demographic is high-achieving women because 
we fucking make things happen. We move things. We are the inspiration. Like in every couple where we've seen a uh, huge transformation, like 99% of the time, it was the woman <laughs> who came in and said, okay, honey, we're going on this journey. We're doing this. And uh, in, in, in parenting, etc. I I just want women to know what a huge force we are in the world and mm. always. Uh, um, yeah. And if you're inspired to learn more about what we are creating and um, participate in the thriving movement, would love to. I, I want to kind of echo that in that what you shared, looking at the context of what's happening right now in the, in the world right now, if you, you know, right now in this magical moment, we, we remember what's true. Everything feels safe and well and beautiful and, you know, abundant and the potential. And so all of you listening and watching, I want you to tap into that just right now. Remember that, you know, for many of us right now as women, this is where we're being called to lead because we lead in a different way. When you look outside the door right now and what's going on in the world and look who's leading, um, there's a reason that so many of us are feeling this calling. And that comes with this, um, there is a pressure that comes with that, Valerie. You know, it's like this responsibility. And I think for some of us, that's another reason why we feel like we can't or, or don't want to slow down, that we'll, we'll let down yeah. God, we'll let down our creator. As some of us have talked about feeling like this, like preordained for this time and we're here for a reason. Yes. And I just want to really emphasize the power of your work um, because for us as women, excuse me, this is the way. This is how we are going to be moving into leading this new age. And, and I just want to emphasize to you how much I see the connection of your work with the leadership that is needed. In, in women around the world. So I hope this gets to more of them. Thank you for that, Ellie. Yes, we can lighten, the, we can lead, we can, we can be on the big mission. We can fulfill what has been poured mm -hmm. into us without burning out, without uh, sacrificing um, any like even a slightest slightest droplet of joy and ecstasy and light and lightness. Mm, yeah, we need the world needs some of that right now. Yeah, thank you, thanks, yeah. hun. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you at the next trust meeting. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Subscribe now to the Reward Podcast to be sure to not miss an episode. And don't forget to visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. You can learn more, apply to join us, or refer another woman you know who is over the million-dollar mark and is ready for a different type of women's network. We have events coming up both live and online that are truly creating new possibilities for female leaders. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there.